This is the Anna Dare Podcast. Well, hello there and thank you so much for listening to the Anna Dare Podcast. Yeah, I still feel really weird saying that. I think I'm, I'm just not used to saying those words. <laughs> so if you are listening via the Listen app, which of course you are, that's the only way to get it, duh. Uh, you might not know that I also host the Triple M Gippsland Breakfast Show in Gippsland, 94.3 and 97.9 is where you can find it. Now, I'm recording this episode today uh, just uh, about two hours after the earthquake that we all just felt. And wow, I was shook, literally shook. <laughs> Honestly, it took me about about an hour, actually, for me to stop kind of, I don't know, my heart was racing for a really long time. I was very, very anxious and really shaky. And for about 20 minutes or so afterwards, I actually thought I was going to throw up and it was such a weird sensation. I've never, ever felt anything like that before, nor have any of us because, well, some of us have. 1997, they're saying, was the last time there was an earthquake of this magnitude felt on mainland Australia. They're saying it was a magnitude six. Uh, I felt a very small earthquake on the Gold Coast a few years ago. At the time, I didn't know what it was. Uh, because it's not a place that you ever expect to get an earthquake. And I was lying on the couch at the time and I just felt this feeling like you're going down a roller coaster where your stomach drops. And I and the upstairs, I lived in units and the upstairs unit made a really, really loud noise. And I thought to myself, I think that's an earthquake because I knew I'd never experienced that feeling before. Well, this time around, wow. I mean, as many of you that did feel it, that was crazy intense. Uh, I was standing uh, in the hallway of the radio station here in Warrigal and I looked down at some of the staff who were at the other end of the hallway and out we've got a big open building and you could see the the um, rafters shaking and the whole building shaking and I ran out the front door and when I got out to the front of the station, I could see the ground moving. It was the weirdest, weirdest feeling. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, whew, deep breath. Apparently, there have actually been two small aftershocks, which I didn't feel either of those. I don't think I did. Um, so, yeah, hopefully none of you have had any, you know, damage or, you know, injuries or anything like that. But that was crazy. Uh, so with that, let's get into this episode of the Anadare podcast. Now, I do on my show, The Breakfast Show, uh, a weekly bit where we do, we make wishes. We It's just a bit of fun. Wednesday wishes and uh, it is sponsored by a group called CoAbility who do NDIS support coordination. So thanks to them. Uh, so here is this week's wish. It was made uh, by a local from Druin. And look, I agree with this one. I, this is the one I wish for every week as well. Now, the way this works is you put a wish out into the ether and with any luck, my magic wand and the power of I don't know, the power of words <laughs> will make your wish come true. Good morning, Jono. Good morning, Anna. Now, what are we going to wish for? Um, I'm going to wave my magic wand. Hopefully, I can make it oh, come I true. Hope it comes true. I, I know. really want to win Pets Lotto, please, Anna, because uh, um, I want to retire. Okay, look, uh, perfect wish. One I wish for, but I always forget to buy tickets. Do you buy tickets? Yeah, I have to buy a ticket this week. <laughs> and which one? Do you? Is it Powerball or is it Usually Gold? Saturday. I like the Saturday Pets Lotto. Okay, we're going to be very specific about this wish. So here we go. Yeah. All right, let's ma- wave our wand. Oh, yeah, feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good? Yeah, Excellent. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely feeling positive with that one. So make sure you, A, you buy a ticket, okay? Yeah, that'll help. That definitely. would be definitely helping <laughs> get you in the right direction. And B, when you win, 
<clears throat> a little bit more. Uh, little... You'll be the first person I call. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, Jono, all the best with your Wednesday wish. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Anna. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> it's for Coability, NDIS support coordination, bringing people and life together. That's how it works. It's that easy. A little bit of fun. I told you, we like life to be a bit lighter and a bit freer and a bit frillier and a bit sillier because it's just so doom and gloom at the moment. So that is what I'm trying to do. The best that I can, okay? <laughs> uh, as we head into new sport and weather, uh, on the flip side, well, yesterday I wanted to talk about this because it's an important topic to me, and that is women aging disgracefully or gracefully, whatever, however you want to call it, with our greys. Men can do it. They're called silver foxes, aren't they? They're called distinguished. But when it comes to women going grey, society kind of makes us feel like it's not quite okay for us. Well, I'm saying no to that because <laughs> I'm going grey So, uh, and I'm sick of dyeing my hair. So we're going to talk next about women that are going grey and deciding to own it and say no more hair dye, I'm not doing it anymore. We are the silver revolution. Yeah, it's a thing. I'm pro- I didn't make this up. Now, I am going grey. I have been for, well, since my 20s. But now it's like that point where it, there's nothing that I can do. I'm not going to continue to dye it every three weeks. It's a waste of money. It's not good for my hair. And quite frankly, I just can't be bothered. So I'm embracing it. I've let, been letting it grow for the last few months. I'm not loving it yet. I'm sure I will eventually because it's quite confronting. But there are bits that are coming through now where I'm like, oh, look, I'm going to have like silver stripes. And that's the thing. There is this silver revolution that's happening all around the world. Uh, you can check it out, hashtag that or hashtag Grombre. And I'm following these groups of women that have just decided to ditch the dye, particularly over lockdown, it seems to be a thing that's happened. Um, and I want to find somebody on 1300 925 666 that locally has been doing the same thing. Maybe you're about my age. You might even be younger than me. That would be amazing. And I think I have found somebody. Hey, Desi in Druin, you have decided to ditch the dye as well. Tell me what's going on. I did. So about 18 months ago, I just had enough of dyeing my hair. Now mm. I'm 32. Oh, wow. And 80% grey coming through. And I went to my hairdresser and said, look, I just don't want to do this anymore. What are my options? Yeah. And um, we spent 12 months toning my hair into a, a like a, a matte grey. Yeah. And now I'm completely grey. Oh, my God. That's exciting. And do you like it? Like, you have you embraced it? Or are you still a little bit like, oh, I don't know, maybe I will dye it back again one day? What do you reckon? Well, the best part about going lighter is that if you ever miss your dark hair, you can put a rinse through it and then go dark for the week and then come back to being grey on the Monday. That is true, yeah. Or you can put like purples or fun colours in. Which I do. I'm about <laughs> to start a new pink trend. I've just gone through the purple and I've got pink in the ends at the moment. And we'll, yeah, we'll see what colour comes next. I love but that's it. that's all thanks to the grey. Have you had any negative comments? Uh, no, not really. I, the most common one I get is how long did it take to get that colour and who did it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if anything, now nah, all the women, they just love it. They, yeah. they love they love to see it because they get it. It's a, it's a daily challenge trying to cover up those greys, you know? Yeah. Oh, good for you. At 32, yeah. that's very young to be doing it, but you're not alone. There's plenty of people, uh, plenty of women around the world that have done the same thing. So, hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing your story and giving me a ring and go, Silver Sister.
Well, I appreciate you. Teamwork, Anna. Love it. Yay. Have a great day. You too, Anna. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, wow. I love that. I'm so excited to hear that at 32. Go, Silver Sisters. All right. I'm feeling better now because I saw a picture, one of my Facebook memories uh, before, and when I had my beautiful dark, almost black hair, and I was like, oh, God, I look good then. I missed it. <laughs> I miss it. But no, I'm not dying it back. No more. I'm going through with the silver revolution. And speaking revolutions, Fitbit, this could be a a revolution. It's launched a new feature that detects and tracks how much you snore during the night. This is why I don't want a Fitbit. Uh, This is the main reason. (laughs) Not only are Fitbits shaming us for not getting enough steps in during the day, now they're shaming us for snoring during the night. This is bad. I am am a snorer. What are they going to launch next? Maybe a feature that tracks when we've had too much to drink. Again, don't want that. Or broken off one too many rows from the family size block of Gabri dairy milk. Yep. Or eaten, I don't know, too many um, tubes, tasty tubes. Oh, my gosh. I can't stop eating them. Now, if I want to feel shame, I can look in the mirror. Yep, wrinkles. Or listen to the bottle smashing when the recycle truck empties my wheelie bin. I do not need to be shamed by a glorified watch. Thank you very much, Fitbit. According to the makers of the Fitbit, the new snoring feature uh, could help couples enjoy a closer relationship by helping to address the health problems that it creates. So there goes your snoring plausible deniability. When your partner says you were snoring last night, you say, no, I wasn't. I never snore. And they point to your Fitbit. And not only do you snore, it turns out your heart stopped Four times. (laughs) Maybe some couples don't want to treat their partner's snoring problems just so they can feel some hope. During the night when there's a long pause in the snoring, well, that's when they're thinking, yes, they're finally dead. (laughs) This is why I stay single. (laughs) And uh, now to my chat with Russell Robertson. Oh, my gosh, the poor bloke. He's probably so, so nervous leading up to his Mighty D's in the grand final this weekend. This hasn't even aired yet, this chat with um, Russell. I'll be airing that on the Triple M Gippsland Breakfast Show after this podcast ep comes out. So here's a first for you. Good morning, Russell Robinson, Melbourne footy legend. How you doing, mate? Days away from the grand final. Oh, gosh, it's uh, it's getting nerve-wracking. I mean, it's all going on, isn't it, at the moment? It's all going on. We've got people rioting in the city. We're all in lockdowns and there's earthquakes happening and, uh, and Melbourne's in the grand final. What is going on? Incredible. <laughs> Just amazing times to be alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So what is what are your preparations leading up to your D's in the grand final this weekend? Not a lot we can do. And I suppose I'm like um, off the status quo, really. I'm, uh, I'm just at home trying to take it all in via TV and social media. I mean, what I've actually been doing is been uh, creating my own little vodcast uh, online. It's been on my Facebook page, my Facebook fan page. And it's called Robbo Live, and I've been interviewing all the past players, all my old mate past players, and even ones before me, and getting their uh, reflections, or not reflections, their, their feelings, and, and fans have been loving it. So it's been keeping me quite occupied. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Uh, and how are they all feeling? I mean, imagine nervous, but uh, confident. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we're all Melbourne people, so we don't uh, we don't get too excited. You know, we've been burnt in the past, so I think I, you get the sense that we feel like we're close. We're right there. We know we've got the better team. We know we're in a better, you know, we're better placed. But we've also have a full understanding that anything can happen in a grand final, and 
you know, the Bulldogs are a quality team too. So you, you can't say we're confident. We're certainly, um, you know, we've certainly got a good feeling about it. Quietly optimistic, perhaps? Yeah, that's the way <laughs> I think. Well said. All right, good. Now, what do you do for footy food at your place? Ah, well, I've been having, uh, we, we, we certainly get into the pies yes. on, uh, on grand final day. Um, I've been doing some work for Furphy. Yeah, uh, and they've just uh, they just invented the furfy infused pie. Uh, what? <laughs> so, I know. I just had some delivered, and uh, the boys didn't like them. And I felt a bit bad giving my uh, young kids a, a beer pie, but anyway. We've got to start sometime. <laughs> That's right. Come on, boys. Um, it might be, you know, until they're adults before they have a D's grand final again. So uh, they better exactly. get into it. <laughs> I think that's a rite of passage for a parent, isn't it? Giving your kid a, a taste of a VB and seeing yeah. the reaction as, as they hate it. Yeah, or a Melbourne bitter. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, the, it's how they react to that first one, I guess. It's going to be an indication of their life ahead, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Terrible parenting. Well, no, it's all we're Aussies, hey? Um, exactly. All right. Well, look, is there one last thing you'd like to put out there for, you know, any of your Melbourne fans listening uh, in the lead up? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk any footy, it's hard when it's only just one uh, game going on. We've talked so much footy this year. Yeah. And I feel like you've learned so much from it as well. And I have. It'll, uh, it'll help you for your tipping next year, I'm sure. I, I can't um, wait. I came third, by the way. So, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> you happy. You did really well. <laughs> um, but, look, you know, I think it... Um, yeah, both teams really well placed. We've got some players that are in really good form. Uh, if you look at the at the way they play, um, and you, just from a, a football sense, Melbourne sort of, I think they move the ball a little bit better from the half back line because they've got such winners across there. They 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 cut off a lot of four race forward. And if, if look at the end of the day, I think if Melbourne are able to to uh, starve them at the source with Big Max Gorn obviously being such a dominant force in the middle and Clayton Oliver and Christian Petrarca, if they can get the ball away from from Bontempelli and uh, and you know their superstars in the middle of the field will win the game. Yes, um, it's, it's just but it has to happen. And look, the nerves will be. I mean, rife now. That starting. I remember in 2000, it started to build for us. Um, it ran about midweek, and you, you can't quiet them. You go to bed and you think, "Oh my lord, I'm playing in a grand final this week." And that, you, you can't not think like that if this is your first one. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. The boys will be loving it. All the best. All the best to them for the game and, of course, to the doggies as well. Um, Yeah, we we look forward to seeing them. But, yeah, go the Ds. Melbourne deserve this. They deserve it after the year or so that we've lived through. So, uh, Russell Robertson, pleasure to chat with you again. We're going to – look – when they win, we obviously will yep. chat next week. Yes, we will. So, we will. Yes. Let's just leave it at that. Let's leave we? it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the game, mate, and all the best. You too. Bye. See you, Russell. Oh, my gosh. Nervous. Uh, go the Ds. They're my team after the Gold Coast, and obviously the Gold Coast are not going to make a grand final. I shouldn't say never say never, but not for a while. Let's. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'll have another episode out in a couple of days. Stay safe out there. If you want more from Anna, make sure you catch her weekday mornings on Gippsland's Triple M. Also available on Listener.